What's this stuff on your plate? Eat it all up. Looks like, smells like, tastes like Listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's time right now for the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there, White Boy with I Could Puke. White Boy, the second punk record to ever come out of Washington, D.C., and the first punk record that Ian Mackay of Fugazi and Minor Threat bought. White boy, I could puke. Today on the Nardwarty Human Serviette Radio Show, an interview with, from Cleveland, Ohio, Kid Cuddy. Before we get to Kid Cuddy, I also have some interviews with, from Atlanta, Georgia, Janelle Monet, and from New York City, Flavor Flav. So, coming up, right now, is some stuff to prepare you for my Kid Cuddy interview, courtesy the Smogville record label from Cleveland, Ohio. We are going to hear Face Value, Cleveland Hardcore, followed by Tin Huey from Akron, Ohio, with the song Comb. And interesting enough, members of Tin Huey metamorphosized into the waitresses. So this kind of almost is the waitresses' first live performance with the song Comb. And then we're going to have, from Akron, Ohio, Teacher's Pet with Fast Food Baby. These are all releases released on the Smogville record label from Cleveland, Ohio, home of Smogville Records and Kid Cuddy, and then an interview with Flavor Flav, and then an interview with Janelle Monet, and then an interview with 
Kid Cudi, all on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show on CITR, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Here's face value. Cleve- Cleveland Hardcore. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
Thank you, man, and, 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 and it's an honor to be here, for real. Flavor Flav, you've been shooting under one roof here in Maple Ridge. You've been out and about on the town, haven't you? Yes, I have a little bit, you know what I'm saying? You know, for as much as I can see, after 12 long hours, like after a 12-hour long day, you know what I mean? I mean, ain't too much to see at night, you know what I'm saying? The only day that I really get off is on a Sunday, you know, but the other six days... 
Your boy is here shooting. But you did make it to the standard in New West. You were spotted at the Standard Club in New West. Do you remember that, Flavor Flav? The Standard Club. That's kind of familiar. And I know because you were spotted because when you went into the club, the DJ said, Flavor Flav is in the house. Wow, now that's standard. That's does, standard. Does that always happen? Like you go into a club <laughs> and the DJ announces that you let people know. You're right there. You're Flavor Flav. Hey, man, listen, I get that everywhere I go, man. You know, all the DJs now, as soon as I walk in the house, that's if they know I'm walking in. But if they don't know I'm walking in, then once I'm in and they hear I'm in, then they'll shout, I'm in. Flavor Flav in the house. So, Flavor Flav, you're shooting under one roof here in Vancouver. You also did some shooting in Toronto. And I wanted to ask you about a Canadian hip-hop legend. What can you tell the people about the importance of Maestro Fresh West? Yo, I know this guy. You guys have given Maestro quite a bit of love over the years. You thanked him in one of your liner notes. Maestro Fresh West, Canadian hip-hop at its best. Yo, he did a show with us. Yes, he did. He is a legend of Canadian hip-hop. Wow. I only met him one time, but the time that I met him, he was good. Canadian hip-hop. Now, it's interesting, Flavor Flav, you always are repping the clock. You're not repping the clock right now, though, are you? Well, you know, the clock is upstairs, you know what I'm saying? And you know, Flavor Flav is going to always represent his clock till the day I die. That's American Express. I don't leave home without it. You know what I'm saying? But what I'm trying to do right now is I'm trying to really leave Flavor Flav and the TV audience. You know what I'm saying? Because I want him to sit home and watch Cali Cow. And you want them to want more, but you can because the clock is out there. It's wow. always out there. Look at that. Look at that. Ooh. There's Flavor Flav and the clock. The handsome guy. A Flavor Flav clock. Ooh, I got to tell you. And I set it to the proper time too, right? That's 12 right. o'clock. That's right. 12 o'clock point straight up because every day I'm straight up with you. Wow. Flavor Flav, when did Chuck D take off his clock? He took off his clock too soon. And Flavor Flav, I was wondering, was the idea of the clock help brought forth by Son of Berserk? Who is Son wow, of Wow, this is my man, Son of Berserk. What you know about Son of Berserk? I heard that Son of Berserk inspired you kind of to put on the clock. Is that true, Flavor Flav? He sure did. He's the one that got me wearing them. You know what I'm saying? My man, Son of Berserk, Tony Allen, TA the DJ, Freeport, Long Island. Yeah, he's the one that got me wearing the clocks, you know what I'm saying? And it started off by, 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 by a joke. You know, we was playing the dozens one day, and then one day this lady came through with these shower clocks, and we was wearing stopwatches, right? So he took the stopwatch off my neck, put the clock around my neck. We was all laughing. He said, I dare you to wear that on stage in a show one day. So when we opened up for the Beastie Boys in Passaic, New Jersey... I put the clock on around my neck, and I performed with the clock around my neck. We got the pictures back in the newspaper the next day. Yo, the pictures was dope. It was like, yo, this is going to be the look. All thanks to Son of Berserk in a way. Son of Berserk. Props to Son of Berserk. That's right, Son of Berserk, man. Big props to Son of Berserk. Son of Berserk is the reason why I'm here today, too. Flavor Flavor, shooting under one roof in Vancouver, and I would like to ask you about somebody that's not here right now, your good friend, Mr. Chuck. You can put that up. Wow. Wait, Mr. Hold on. 
I never went to octopus school. Can you take one of these, a couple of these things? Uh, with, throw them down. Throw them down. Uh, I ain't throwing nothing down, Holmes. Huh? Uh, here we have Mr. We're, he's missing today, isn't he? Ch- isn't he? Chuck D is missing, right? Nah, Chuck D ain't missing. Chuck D is busy right now. You know, he's out doing his thing right now. Matter of fact, he's out on a speaking engagement tour. You know, he goes to colleges. You know what I'm saying? And, and is, uh, is Chuck you know a nice that. guy, though, Flavor Flav? Because I heard once in an interview in the hour on the TV show The Hour, Chuck said something about giving your home phone number out to 17,000 people. Did Chuck once give out your home phone number to 17,000 people because you didn't show up to a gig? He sure did, and do you know what? I gave out his phone number, too. Oh, we didn't hear that part of the story. What happened with all those phone calls? How many calls were there? It, was, it wasn't 1,700, but it was about um, half of that. Flavor Flav, you have the song Fight the... Power. Now, was Fight the Power apparently inspired by this gentleman right here, Blowfly? No. Chuck D has said... I don't think so. Chuck D said that Fight the Power was directly inspired by Blowfly, Blowfly's rap. Wow, yeah? Well, you know what? That's something that I didn't know. But then again, see, Chuck knows best because he's the one that wrote the record. Flavor Flav. Blowfly? Shoot, come on, man. I'm a big fan of Blow, Blowfly. You know what I'm that's, saying? That's hip-hop's roots right there. He that's claimed right. he did a rap song in 65. That's in New York, growing up in the 70s, there was like 6,000 abandoned buildings. What was that like, so many abandoned buildings in New York? Honestly, to tell you the truth, I can't really say because I never lived in one of them. <laughs> did you ever check them out? Was it like a ghost town? Was New York in the 1970s like a comic book, Flavor Flav? Wow, you got everything. Flavor, flavor, Chuck D. Wow, that's big. What's but New York yeah, like a comic book? Man, I'm saying it was like our big neighborhood playground. You know what I'm saying? We always played in abandoned buildings and stuff, jumping from roof to roof, you know, running in and out of each apartment, playing freeze tag with our friends and all of that. It was like a real big playground to us. Have you read this comic book at all? What do you think of the representation of P.E. in this comic book? It's pretty dark, Flavor Flav. Honestly, to tell you the truth, it's pretty dark till you bring it out into the light. Ba-boom! When you bring it out into the light, it ain't dark no more. Flavor Flav, winding up here. You're shooting under one roof here in Vancouver. You're doing the acting thing. Yes, I am, and definitely it's a challenge, but it's a great experience in a different part of the ball game from where I came from. Flavor Flav, what's the difference between being a hype man and being an actor? In fact, what makes a good hype man? What makes a good hype man? Good energy, you know what I'm saying? And not only that, but you got to be able to have good followers, you know what I'm saying? If you tell people to wave their hands in the air like you just don't care and, and they're waving them, then that means you got followers. But you got to gotta be able to produce the hype, you know what I'm saying? You got to be hype enough to make these people do what you want them to do. And that's what made me the best hype man ever because... You know, I'm always hype, I'm hype, I'm hype, just like you. And I got followers, I got followers. You know, just like you. I got much, much followers. Flavor, lastly here, I was curious. Who was the OG hype man? Was it MC Too Big from MC Hammer? MC Hammer had MC Too Big. Was he one of the OG hype men, like hip-hop hype men? The OG hype man? His name is Flavor Flav. Flav, what about MC Hammer? He's a good entertainer, isn't he? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's a good entertainer. <laughs> always always been a good entertainer, you know what I'm saying? And can't touch this. <laughs> I was curious, Flavor Flav. Lastly here, here we have a tambourine from the Arsenio Hall show when Hammer made one of his appearances. 
Do not pass me by. Too legit, too quick. And I was what? I'm going to put this out. It was put out because he was on the Arsenio Hall show. He handed it out to the audience. And I was wondering, Flavor Flav, could you possibly, for me, Nardwara Human Serviette, do a little freestyle with the tambourine, Flavor Flav style, about Maple Ridge, Under One Roof, and getting down with the hype men? You play 13 instruments. Is the 14th the tambourine. Wow. You for real? Yes, I am, Flavor Flav. Could you do... I've asked everybody to do a little freestyle, but nobody's going to do it. But you are the master because you play all these different instruments, don't you, Flav? Wow, I play them all. We can have a ball, y'all. Flavor Flav, here, Maple Ridge. Maple Ridge or Vancouver, under one roof, or Nardwar, the human serviette. And you know what? That's another reason why I took on this job. You know why? Because I got a bad case of CRS. You know what CRS is? No, I don't, Flavor Flav. Can't remember stuff. Ba-boom! How about Nardwar Vancouver? Under one roof. Nardwar Vancouver, under one roof. Wow. I'm Flavor Flav, in the place to be. I went to St. John's University. Psych. I never went to college, but I still got knowledge. <laughs> All right, check it out. I'm Flavor Flav, and I'm in Vancouver. Don't you know, pulling a fly maneuver. That's right, y'all, and I got the proof. That's why I'm filming Under One Roof. Yeah. Thanks so much, Flavor Flav. Why should people care about Under One Roof and Flavor Flav? Hey, can I tell you something? I was never good at freestyling anyway. Y'all could tell by that beat. <laughs> Are you kidding? 911 is a joke. You're amazing. And if they don't believe 911 is a joke, go out there, get hit by a car, and see how long it takes them to come. Flavor Flav, why should people care about Under One Roof? The reason why I say they should care about it is because, first of all, the number one leading hype man is on that show. You know what I'm saying? I've always been people's favorite, but that's because it's always been my favorite. But then again, too, it's a, it's a funny show, has a different sitcom twist, but it has that fresh, of, that fresh Prince of Bel-Air feel. Well, thanks so much, Flavor Flav. Keep on rocking in the free world and do 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 do
listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there, Styrofoam Ones with sounds. And actually, Styrofoam Ones will be playing tomorrow at Robson Square at 3.30 p.m. And then later on in the day, on Saturday tomorrow, they're going to be at Funky Winter Beans on Hastings. So that's tomorrow at 3.30 p.m. at Robson Square and also tomorrow night, 11.30 p.m. at Funky Winker Beans on Hastings. And before that, an interview with Flavor Flav. Coming up, an interview with Janelle Monet from Atlanta, Georgia and Kid Cuddy from Cleveland, Ohio. Tonight at the Bourbon in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, the Enigmas are having a reunion. Amazing! So we have the windshield wiper already for you. And in an interview with Janelle Monet and then Kit Cuddy from Cleveland, Ohio. So here are the Enigmas led by Paul McKenzie of The Real McKenzie's, who I understand I think is leaving first thing tomorrow morning to go to Europe for a Real McKenzie's tour. But the Enigmas, before he leaves, are doing a reunion gig tonight at the Bourbon in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. It's an early show. I think they're on at about 10. Doors are at 8. So get down there early to go to see the Enigmas, who will be doing the Windshield Wiper.
are you? I am you. You are Janelle? Nardwar. Janelle Monet. Janelle Monet. How the hell are you? I'm doing fantastically, miraculously, incredibly wonderful. So right off the bat, tell me about fencing with Andre 3000. What's it like to fence with Andre 3000? It's wonderful. We love our outfits, of course. Uh, sometimes I get a little bloody on the guts. You know, I have to go in and kind of get stitched up. But it's uh, therapeutic. Uh, it keeps me being very fearless, you know. How good is he? He's pretty. Like he gets you bloody. He's yes. I have had cuts and bruises. You know, it's, it's. Have you got him bloody? Yeah, a little bit. You know, he has a permanent part in his hair now from me swiping it. Well, I have a robot gift for you, Janelle Monet. The Universal Robot Band and their big song. I love this dance and shake your tamarind. I love that. I thought this might be something good for Janelle Monet to cover. A universal robot band. It's not an android, but you like the robot bands. Where, where are they from? They're an old 70s band. Oh, I love this. This is back of the cover. Universal robot band. Universal robot band. Not the universal android band. So who would win, the robot versus the android? Well, you know, the android has a cyborg on its team who is basically a, hu a human, but they're developing robotic characteristics and with that said i think that the android will beat the robot tenfold how hard is it to disassemble a robot well you know it usually takes lots of egg yolk uh extra mayo and a little bit of fire on the butt um once you unscrew everything with honey and then you screw it back in with uh mayo and then a little mustard on the left and the right you know sides then you're able to keep everything just right and then they actually actually make these uh, uh, gasoline um, sprayers to spray it down with and keep it very greased and, and oily and you have to keep the Android funky like so that means by any means whether it's uh, uh, greens that you place on the top of its head and the green juice uh, drips down on the shoulders and that keeps everything you know just just right just right you know, Monet, I'm from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Of course, you're assuming the role of Nardwar just now because you're right beside me. Absolutely. Now, I'm from Canada, and I love everything Canadian, and you love a Canadian too, Malcolm Gladwell. Oh, I do. I love Gladwell. I'm reading uh, uh, I've read Outliers, his newest book, and I listened to the audio of Blink. Uh, and I'm just really, uh, I'm enamored. What can you tell people about Malcolm Gladwell? A Canadian, a Canadian. Yeah, he's brilliant. You know, I, I've learned so much. My company, I uh, started a mystery school uh, by the name of Wonderland Art Society. I can't tell you too much about it because it wouldn't be a mystery anymore, right? You can check it out on the web. Absolutely, absolutely. And Outliers uh, has been the first book of our, our book club that we have and we have lots of artists and undercover superheroes coming coming over and you know just the 10,000 hours and that and, and the importance of that uh, I'm working on my 10,000 hours as we speak so Malcolm has really influenced us uh, to go ahead and to get our 10,000 hours in in hopes that we can be great now you also love Back to the Future the movie I do I love it featuring Michael J Fox born in Kansas. No, born in Canada. Wow, he was born in Can Burnaby, British Columbia, Canada. Oh, that's cool. You another, just me something. Another Canadian connection for Janelle Monet. Malcolm Gladwell, Michael J. Fox, Back to the Future. Wow, well, I guess I'm just going to have to come to Canada so then my name can be mentioned in Malcolm Gladwell's name as well as Michael J. Fox's. But then I'm really from Can Kansas, so would that make me a Kansanian? Sounds pretty cool, but it doesn't stop there. There's more Canadian connections. You love the robots. You love the androids. Mr. Robotic. Mr. Roboto. 
Mr. Roboto, he's from there too? Oh, well, the band Sticks. Oh. They're not Canadian, but the new lead singer of Sticks is. Canadian. Lawrence Gowan is Canadian, so another connection. Because yeah. what do you think of the Mr. What do you think about the Mr. Roboto? You know, Mr. Roboto sticks. Well, guess what? I don't know who that is. You just taught me something. I'm it's gonna the song Mr. Roboto by the '70s band Sticks. Mr. Roboto. It's just a class. I think you'd really get down to it. But the most important thing is the new lead singer of Sticks is Lawrence Gowan. Well, that's cool. Well, listen, you're gonna have to learn some Kansas people. You know, you know Judy Garland. Yes, I do. And I was wondering about that. Growing up in Kansas City, Kansas, yeah. not Kansas City, Missouri. Mm-hmm. What is in Kansas City, Kansas? Well, I was raised on a flat land. Uh, it had maybe about 200 sunflowers. Uh, lots of bears would come occasionally and also wolves. So I was around animals most of You were raised by wolves? Yes, pretty much. Now, so- interesting enough, there's a band from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada called Raised by... Wolves. Yes. And they're very garage rock influenced. They love the hives. Wow, I love the hives. Yeah, exactly. Just like you. But no, the hives loved me first. But still, connection. Raised by wolves from Vancouver, and you're raised by wolves as well. Another Canadian connection there. So back to the story. You're in Kansas, raised by wolves. What local bands did you see? Were there any local bands that you saw in Kansas City, Kansas, growing up, or anywhere when you grew up that you really dug? Like I mentioned, Raised by Wolves are a Canadian garage band. Was there anybody locally you saw? Well, I was in a band called The Weirdos, and we were always were trying to make a, a social statement. Did you ever hear the 77 band, The Weirdos, from? Oh, yeah. wow. A, where are they from? They're from L.A., The Weirdos. Oh, man. We got the Neutron Bomb. Oh, I have to check that out now. You're giving me lots of cool uh, bands to go research. But back to you, Jean Monet. Sorry, the Weirdos in Kansas City, Kansas. You were in that band. What, who did you play with? Were there any bands? Were there any other local bands? Uh, well, that was pretty much it. I did not watch a lot of TV, so I was pretty much secluded um, out in this field. And everything was musical theater to me. I would see colors. I would go to the gas station. I mean, I would just see pinks and purples and, and different things. And I always thought for a moment, my mother thought too, that I had a serious uh, schizophrenia uh, um, issue uh, because I, I literally, like everything, like the birds chirping, I would instantly see um, uh, a movie uh, of some sort. With that being said, I went to New York because I thought I could find more people like myself. Uh, I didn't. I didn't, though. I moved there and went to school, studied musical theater. Didn't want to be too influenced by the teachings um, of, a, of a standardized musical theater teacher. So I left and I moved to a horse farm in Atlanta. I was wondering, Janelle Monet, you love the Beatles. I've heard you cover, I want to hold your hand. I want to. Hold your hand. Which is kind of a garage rock. Well, you know, 60s rock and roll, which kind of goes back to the hives. It does. It does. I love uh, indie garage rock. Um, I, I'm a music lover of all. I, I mean, we just brought in the Emory Symphony Orchestra into Wonderland to play on my record. And so I, I just I just love music. I love music. Now, another Canadian connection, not really Canadian, but Vancouver's near Seattle. And Kalindo from your band is from yes. Seattle. Yes. He, he, around, he is amazing. Kalindo. Yes. He's amazing. Incredible. Uh, one of, uh, uh, I mean, his, you know, his uncle is uh, is Maceo Parker, and uh, he gets a lot. Of, his family is very musically inclined. Uh, Kalindo is is someone who will take a can of oil, uh, put his dip his hands in there, and make 
electric sounds on his on his acts. Um, he has so many talents. He juggles, uh, you know, he juggles guitars. And he looks incredible too, doesn't he? He has impeccable style. I mean, just brilliant style. You know, what is it like? Because you know when they're meeting the Hives, you ever met the Hives at all? I have never met the Hives. Would you like to issue them a challenge at all right now? Yeah. Meet them. Listen, listen, Hal and Pete, I would love to meet you guys. I actually talked to one of them uh, through satellite, um, but I, we share a common uh, influence, Mick Jagger. I love Mick Jagger. Uh, but really, James Brown has been the, the, the root of my inspiration. He's my muse. Uh, and Felipe, Kalindo, take, take that hey, off. Kalindo. Kalindo, I was just saying, here you are in Austin, Texas. There's all these Canadian connections, I was saying, to Janelle. But Vancouver, where I'm from, is kind of near Seattle. Oh, Seattle. My Seattle. I love Seattle. Oh, my goodness. So I was wondering, in Seattle, what's it like? Do you like thinking of Vancouver? Did you see any Vancouver bands? You know, I've actually spent a few times driving to Vancouver from Seattle just to watch some music and great bands. I don't remember the names, but oh my God. The you grew up in Seattle? I no, I lived there for a couple of years. And I just, I love it. The food there is wonderful. The people are wonderful and lovely. You can tell people your connection to pasta peas, pasta peas, pasta peas. Like they used to. Oh. Pasta peas. Like they used to. Oh, yes. Well, um, I do have an uncle um, named Maceo Parker who played with James Brown. And an uncle named Melvin Parker who played drums with James Brown. So two uncles who played with James Brown. So we have official James Brown secrets that we will never tell anyone. What I, f what I find really interesting, though, Janelle, is you test marketed, didn't you, before you went out there to the marketplace? Did you test market at Delta House Sorority? Oh, really? Who is that? I heard that you went out to Delta House Sorority. You played for a lot of people at the sororities. Oh, you know what? Yes, I did. I did a, a dorm lounge tour, literally. Uh, sweetie, I would go around and just perform, like, right in the lounge of all the dormitories on Spelman's campus, Morehouse's campus, and Clark Atlanta University's campus. How would you imagine those test marketing sessions went, Kalindo? I would say my best guess would be they were amazing. And how is the test marketing been going now with Janelle Monet? Based on experience and on uh, what's happened, I would say so far, quite amazing, spectacular. Is there ever a bad show? There never is a bad show, is there? Well, you know what? It's art. It's art. Sometimes you have it, it, everything is special. Everything has its own uh, thing about it, and we don't choreograph anything. So we're taking lots of risks, and we're creating art right before the audience's eyes. You know, I saw you the first time on a video, Afropunk. Yeah, I'm doing that show again. I'm playing uh, in about two hours. And that's what I was wondering. HR of Bad Brains, he's been here at South by Southwest. Oh, wow, cool. I'm, I'm excited to meet him. I've never met... Uh, uh, anyone from the group, but I know that they helped pave the way for artists like myself. What other Afro-punk bands were you into? You know, the punk. You know, you're in a band called The Weirdos, not The Weirdos from L.A. Right, right. Uh, you know, I just I just respect art. Uh, when I'm recording, unfortunately, I purposefully don't listen to a lot of bands. I don't go out and, and see a lot of shows. But you love stuff, right? I do, I do. I love art. Can you educate P. Diddy on punk? Does P. Diddy like punk? Oh, well, you know what? Uh, he, he most definitely has been educated. Uh, we, we do our best to lead by example and to make sure that we're staying true to art, and, and, and I'm sure that he understands that. Now, I was wondering, Janelle, is it true that you would like to work with Colonel Saunders? Ah, yes, <laughs> yes, I, lo I love him. He's my favorite. I mean, you're my favorite. I love him. I mean, wow. That's great. This is great.
This is great. You're good. I'm going to get you back, though. What are your ideas for Colonel Sanders and you, Janelle? Well, you know, Colonel Sanders and I, 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 I really do believe that if I played the drums for Colonel Sanders, he would have the livest band ever. <laughs> Janelle Monet, Colonel Sanders, this is incredible. Any final thoughts? Final thoughts is, um, you know, I would love to have... Uh, gone into his closet. You know I'm a time traveler. Yes, I was wondering about that. Oh, you know that. The Philadelphia Experiment. Are you into the Philadelphia Experiment? You know that big ship that got clocked. Oh, wow. No, I'm not. See, they don't know how to do it like, like me. See, the thing is, uh, Colonel Sanders, um, I'm actually working on a project right now to where I'm going to go, and I'm going to do his hair. He's, he's, he, he's alive still. And um, I was summoned because I have a, a hair machine. You know that, right? And I stick my hair in there. It was created by uh, the grandson of Cla Monet. Claude Monet. Oh. Get back here. <laughs> How do you know all these things? Oh, okay. Well, you're Janelle Monet. That's all I know. There's a lot of knowledge behind those glasses. Okay. So, with that being said, they have they have asked me to come and duplicate. He, he wants my hair machine, so his hair can look like mine. Now, I've said, you know, I, I love him, but do you think? I don't know. I don't. I don't think that he should have my hairstyle because then, then people will say that I copied off him. But you, people actually he already stole my jacket. He stole my my tie. Uh, I mean, I, I really don't know. So what do you think that, that I should do? Well, what I'm wondering about is the people that are copying you, like the Janelle Monet look. Like on YouTube, there are videos how to get the Janelle Monet look. Oh, wow. Well, that's interesting. Like people going through that. How do you get the Janelle Monet look, Kalindo? Wow, that's a good question. I, you know, I would say, you know, just go for your own look and um, be proud of who you are. But specifically, how much time does Janelle spend there? You know, I don't think she spends any time. I think it's a very natural thing for her. All we have is black and white clothes, so... And how does they get the Kalindo look? Well, you know, uh, Kalindo, as well as uh, young Pete, I don't know where, where he is. He's around here somewhere. Uh, we, have, we individually, uh, we've been very blessed to have machines. Uh, I own a mystery school. Okay, so in that we have lots of different people all over the world uh, who make these things for us. You know, we have a machine where Kalindo just goes in and his clothes are already pretty much ironed and he goes in, you know, naked, of course, underwear, you know, T-shirt and his clothes just kind of strap onto him. Um, man, you're so cool. I want to show you. Uh, but then... There'll be no mystery behind it, so I can't do it. Now, some clothes that you wear, Janelle, is quite tight. Like some of the stuff for you when you're riding the horses, right? Yes, absolutely. And I was talking to Melissa Oftemar, who played in the band Hole and Smashing Pumpkins, and she's really into the horses. Oh, is she? And she wanted me to ask you about the connection between the beast and music. She was fascinated between the beast of a horse and music. What do you think the connection is between the beast of a horse and music? Well, if you look back on history, I mean, the only way that people would get around. Uh, the transportation was in horses. If you just, you know, go to the Bible, uh, the early beginnings, um, the horse was around. And so I think that it's a very uh, special, special creature uh, uh, given here by, by, by our maker. And um, it can take you many of places. You know, I've been thrown off a horse before. How far are you going to take the jockeying? Like, are you going to keep going on the jockey? Are you still doing, where can we catch you on a local track? I am. Well, you know, right now I've been thumping uh, uh, up in Georgia, two hours outside of Georgia. Uh, like I said, when I lived on the horse farm, I developed uh, 
uh, a strong relationship with horses. Well, when they they do different things like that, uh, I'm able to communicate with them. Uh, Kalindo thinks I'm absolutely insane, but hey, I know, read my mind. I know when a horse needs uh, to 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 listen to a couple of my songs. I know when a horse needs to be fed, and I know when a horse needs to mate. Anything else you want to add to the people out there at all, Janelle Monet? Uh, well, other than the fact that. Um, this year, we are going to, as the Wonderland Art Society, create more capes for superheroes. Uh, we're going to have more art parties. We're going to be uh, distributing more art and making sure that each show, each show, each show, uh, we will leave a piece of ourselves. Ourselves. And then we will grow into new people. Well, thanks so much, Janelle and Kalindo from the Janelle Monet Experience. Keep on rocking in the free world and do 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 loot do do d. I, I, I'm an alien from outer space. I'm a cyber girl without a face, a heart or a
And you're still, 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 still listening to CITR, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just, just, just heard right there, Janelle Monet, a song by Janelle Monet. And before that, an interview with Janelle Monet. And before that, a song by The Enigmas, who have reunited and are playing a gig tonight at the Bourbon in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and you heard their track, Windshield Wiper, and you'll be able to hear all the favorites tonight at the Bourbon, an early show at 8 p.m. Coming up right now, an interview with, from Cleveland, Ohio, Kid Cuddy. But before we get to Kid Cuddy, wanted to play a track by The Wave Dwellers, and it's a song called Supersonic Guitars. The Wave Dwellers feature, among others, Paul Preminger, who sadly passed away last year. However, the tunes live on, and I know that Paul would be really bummed that he would be missing the Enigmas reunion that's happening tonight at the Berman, as Paul played in the Smugglers, who were heavily, heavily influenced by the Enigmas. Well, after the Smugglers broke up, Paul did a whole bunch of bands, and one of his last bands it was in was called The Wave Dwellers, and as I mentioned, we're going to be playing the song Supersonic Guitars. Paul was the drummer of the Wave Dwellers. The Wave Dwellers have gone on now to form a band called the Boss Monsters. So be on the lookout for the Boss Monsters. But before we get to Kid Cudi, we're going to play something by the Wave Dwellers with supersonic guitars with Paul Preminger on drums. And then we're going to play something by Kid Cudi's uncle. Kid Cudi's uncle was called Khalil Maddy, and he was from Cleveland, and he moved to New York, and he joined a whole bunch of bands, including one band called The Three Sounds. And we're going to hear Khalil's drumming on the song It Was a Very Good Year by The Three Sounds from the mid-60s, probably like 65, 66, with Khalil Maddy on drums, and that's Kid Cudi's uncle. And before that, you're going to hear Paul Preminger drumming for the Wave Dwellers and the song Supersonic Guitars. And again, this song right now goes out to Paul Preminger and members of the Boss Monsters. We'll never forget you, Paul Preminger. Supersonic Guitars playing drums on CITR, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, is Paul Preminger on drums, the Wave Dwellers, then the three sounds featuring Khalil Maddy, Kid Cuddy's uncle. And in an interview with Kid Cuddy from Cleveland, Ohio.
are you? I'm Kid Cudi. Kid Cudi, welcome to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Thank you for having me. Kid Cudi, you're also known as Domingo? Yes. Domingo? Yeah, uh, Domingo Dean. What can you say about Domingo Dean versus Kid Cudi? Well, um, there's two things that me and Domingo Dean have in common. Microphone's too close to my mouth. And <laughs> no, that was a joke. Uh, no, uh, this character in the show, it's, it's HBO show, How to Make It in America. And... Um, it's a really it's a really dope comedy and I'm really happy to be a part of it. I have a, a really nice lead supporting role, I guess you could say. And um throughout the season my character grows and you'll see him as like the support to the other two main characters who are played by Brian Greenberg and uh Victor Rasuk. And uh it's just a really great show, man. Yeah, I'm really excited. So Kid Cuddy, welcome to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Canada place that holds very special places to your heart, doesn't it? Well, yeah, because when I first started my career with A-Track um, on Fool's Gold when we released uh, Day and Night in 2008, he uh, took me on tour in 2007, and we did like a, a brief club run. And and way before that, the Crash Test Dummies, a Canadian band. Is that the first rock band you ever heard? Yeah, that was the first band I really was into. Yeah, that's scary to crash test dummies. Canadian. 94. Yeah, that was 1994. I was in the fourth grade. I'll never forget it. Yeah. And now here you are in Canada and you have a song called Pursuit of Happiness and there's a Canadian band called Pursuit of. Oh, really? Yeah, I there's a Canadian. Are they dope? They're pretty good. They're long past their prime. <laughs> However, still the name. They're long past their prime. That means they suck. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> that was a joke, guys. Hey, Kid Cudi, did you make your first record at 15? You rapping over some Wu-Tang, It's Yours beat? Yeah, it was, it was definitely the first beat I ever rapped on. But I think I was like, I'd say I was probably like 13 then. 13 or 14. How would you be rapping then? Can you give us a little sample, like what you might have spat out then? Oh, no, because I don't think I can backpedal that much <laughs> to, to that, like, whack of a style. <laughs> it was really bad. I wasn't that good. But, um, yeah. The Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah, Wu-Tang. Kid Kenny, let's hit right now, right up to the 21st century. How important was this record in the creating of Day and Night? Whoa. Close Encounters of the... Third Kind. Um, this movie was really something that we had on replay in the studio. We uh, watched it without the uh, the sound. And um, one thing that's funny is that I've, I have yet to hear the soundtrack. I'm actually going to take this home if I can have this. No, but um, no, it was really important for us to have visuals in the background for inspiration while we were creating 808's Heartbreak. And I kind of borrowed that little thing from, you know, Kanye and... You know, you kind of used it for my project, and it worked, you know? I think Close Encounters of the Third Kind, but you also went all nice. You also were into the E.T., yeah. weren't you there, Kid yeah, Cudi? Man. Yeah, I mean, E.T. is a classic. It's another movie we watched. And, um, you know, it's always good to have those visuals. And what made it ill is that, you know, with no audio, you're kind of just looking at it and interpreting those scenes for what you think is happening. Well, you know the movie, so you know what's happening, but you're looking at other things now. You're not so focused on the words and the sound. You're just looking at the background and the cinematography. Yeah. Have you met Drew Barrymore yet? No, but that's my dream. What's the closest What's the closest you've got to Drew Barrymore? She flashed me once. Um, I'm a friend of a friend of Justin Long's. <laughs> I've never met Justin Long before, but that's the closest I've gotten to Drew Barrymore, just knowing someone that knew someone that knew him <laughs> so yeah that's the closest i got but holy like hopefully one day um i'll meet them and they seem cool kid Cuddy, the name of the new cd is uh cutter 
It should be coming out soon. And then the, the old CD is... Man on the Moon, the end of the day. Now, did the man land on the moon? Was the moon landing faked? Some people think the moon landing was faked. Yeah, man, some people do crack. Seriously, though. <laughs> like, if the moon landing was f real, the spacemen would have been turned into crispy space bacon. They would have been fried by the radiation. So how do you know we actually landed on the moon? Well, um, I think it's pretty legit. I don't know, man. Everybody has their theories, but... I mean, there's a lot of hardcore evidence that we've been up there, you know, and um, I'll let you know when I get up there. I'll check out and see if there's footprints when I get up there. And know? see if you turn into crispy space bacon. Yeah, hopefully I don't. Yeah. You also have a song called Solo. Dolo. That samples this particular artist right here, the Mian Street Band. What can you tell people about the Minin Street Band? Well, actually, the studio that Odot, who produced Day and Night, um, just purchased in Brooklyn is their studio that they used to record in, which is ironic, and they didn't even know that we were sampling their record. And um, it's just really one of those like small world type things, but I'm inspired by amazing music, and this band is someone who I would probably want to work with from like the ground up, because they just have amazing sounds. And, and, and The song The Traitor is the one that you guys use. Yeah, yeah. and the way we, we chopped it up, and I kind of just like put my own little flip to it, it's really dope, yeah. It's great that day and night is so minimal. I love that it's so minimal. Thanks, thanks, thanks. I mean, uh, what I was trying to do is make a simple record, and but at the same time, like, say a lot of important things. You know, I didn't want to make it too difficult when I first, you know, started writing it. Everything just kind of came to me. You know, you have some secret weapons on there. Who's the secret weapon on day and night? Um, I don't doing know. the vocals, Lex. Oh yeah, Lex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the homie. What's he doing on the record? He's going wah. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to do it myself, and it just wasn't sounding right. And uh, is he getting the props? Is Lex getting the props? Yeah, he's in the album. He's in the album credits. Yeah, he was at the pursuit video too. He's in that. Check him out. Um, one second. Uh, this is uh, I got a dip. I gotta like leave. Oh, I, uh, are you gonna come back? Or? Uh, no, I have so I have another engagement. So I'm like, can I? I got a couple quick questions for you. Is that okay? Yeah, I, I really. A couple. I just want to. But can I show? I wanted to show you some Cleveland stuff. Right here we have Kid Cudi. This you're nominated for a Grammy, and I wanted to say you have a connection to this gentleman right here. Could you hold this record? This is a gift for it. Yes, open it up. What do we have, Kid Cudi? Uh, I don't know. Let's see, vinyl. And who's playing drums on this record? Watermelon Man. Oh. That's my uncle. And that's a guess. What can you tell the people right here, Kid Cudi, about Mongo, Santa Maria, Watermelon Man, and your uncle? Well, my uncle, um, who just passed away around the time when I was writing Day and Night, um, he was a really famous jazz musician, but he played the drums. And he was very so humble that he didn't want to be in the spotlight. He did a lot of work. I mean, I'm talking about... The Rat Pack. He was cool with those people. And Do you have his records? Uh, I have some of his old vinyl from when he passed on. We went to his apartment. I have another gift for you right here. Check this out. Do you have this record here, Kid Cudi? Your uncle, Khalil. Yes. Yeah. Bang. That's fam right there. He it should say um, Meskety. Uh, he changed his name earlier when he was younger, uh, when he converted to Islam. So uh, Khalil Mahdi is what he chose to to use, but it, it, it should say Bernard Meskety, you know what I mean? But, you know, it's all good. Same difference. And can you check right there? Look where he's from. It's really neat. This is your uncle. Where did he move from? If you read there, Khalil? Clevelander. All day. You're not telling me nothing new. But I want to sh tell the people about all this stuff. You tell me about my family, and I know my family. And there he is. I just want to, I said it's so neat. Like, there he is, right there, playing, I think it's really cool that there he is, playing drums. That's him. That's my uncle. 
you're 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 loving the Cleveland. What do you remember about old school Cleveland oh, stuff? Man. Do you remember any of the old school Cleveland stuff? Oh, okay. Can I? Well, no, Kid Caddy, do do lutu. Can I at least say goodbye? Do 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 the lutu. Can you say bye bye? Come on, man. Chill out, man. Please. Do I?
and you're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. And that was featuring Khalil Madi on drums, the three sounds with Yeah Yeah. And before that, Khalil Madi's friend, Kid Cuddy. Kid Cuddy's uncle is Kelly O'Maddy. And it was a Kid Cuddy interview. And before that was some more three sounds with It Was a Very Good Year. Now, Kelly O'Maddy, Kid Cuddy's uncle, played on many, many amazing jazz recordings. And one of the ones that he recorded on and played on was Watermelon Man. So here is Watermelon Man by Mongo Santa Maria. With Kid Cuddy's uncle, Khalil Maddy, also from Cleveland, Ohio, on drums on CITR, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, Columbia, Canada, the Nardwari Humans Radio Show. A very good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and we welcome you to the Village Gate. Now, we present to you a great gentleman of Latin Americana, and it's our contention that the first rhythms came from Africa. In Mr. Santa Maria, we have the pure Afro sound the feeling, the rhythm, and the swinging feel. And especially live here at the Village Gate, with audience participation, we feel that the musician is even more inspired. And so, ladies and gentlemen, you become part of the scene. And so it's our honor to bring to you Mungo Santa Maria and his band.
Mongo Santa Maria with Khalil Madi on drums on CITR FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, the Nerd War, the Human Serviette Radio Show. Coming up right now, Creamy Electric Santa with their song Everything, and then the Wildebeest on the Dirty Water record label with their cover of Save My Soul by Wimple Witch on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. <laughs> no, not that. This.
still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nordwar to Human Serviette Radio Show. That there just was the Wildebeests with Save My Soul, originally done by Wimple Witch. And before that, Creamy Electric Santa with Everything. To end the Nordwar to Human Serviette Radio Show right here, we're going to play... Castaway by the Bank Dogs, who are only 14 years old, but who I met at the CITR All Ages fundraiser that happened a few weeks back for CITR as part of the fund drive at the Wise Hall. So here are the Bank Dogs with Castaway on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. <laughs> I see you in the morning, sit in the street, you need somewhere to go and stop wanting Cause addiction's got you under the gun, what's the last time you saw the sun? One, two, three, four, it's early more, it's safe to say that you're less than four You're 96 pounds and yes, that's true, what's the last time you slept on the roof? You got no wall, did you talk about in the cane? I believe it or not, you're the least insane
of CITR News. CITR 101.